Hi, I'm Graham Lasso, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat with Chris, Craig, and Brady. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat pod. On today's pod, we review the worst performance of the season as Chelsea go down 2-1 to Manchester United on Wednesday night at Old Trafford. We're going to talk temperatures and see who's freezing cold and frozen solid. And then we're going to look a bit more forward in the macro sense about how we're going to navigate from here. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Craig and a good friend Brady. Guys, how are we feeling? Well, off the back of that, not very good, really. I mean, we had a lot of optimism coming into the game. I know, Chris, you were really, really confident. And yeah, we put out one of the worst performances of recent memory. Couldn't even string five passes together. I guess we'll talk about that. But we'll talk about also, yeah, where we are overall in the season as well, which is more of a more of a reasonable topic, I think. I mean, Potch talks about universal energy or energy, how he says it. He said the players had no energy. And I think we're running out of energy talking about this team roller coaster every week. You know, they get you high, they get you low. We don't know where we're going to go. But yeah, it's uh, tough, man. It's tough. After the Brighton win, you think, you know, turning, turning point, slap in the face. So yeah, very tough season to uh, take, to be honest. Yeah, I was uh, flying high as a kite on the preview pod. I was ready to go. I think I was more up for the fight than Chelsea were. So, uh, yeah, really disappointing. Well, let's get into the numbers a little bit and see where it might have gone wrong. Um, these aren't great numbers, unfortunately. Manchester United 2, Chelsea 1, Scott McTominay with both the goals for Man United. And United generated 4.1 expected goals to yeah. Chelsea's 1.5. Very, very poor by anyone's standards. Um, Chelsea actually had 55% possession, surprisingly. Um, 45 for Manchester United and 86% pass accuracy for Chelsea, which is very surprising. Um, United had eight shots on target out of their 27 shots. Chelsea were just three on target of their 13. Um, It was a a game to forget quite quickly. I think I wanted to... It's one of the few games I've ever watched where I just wanted it to end. Um, as soon as possible, it was brutal. How, how do you guys see it? I guess we can have a look maybe at like the lineups, but a bit of a talking point as well. How we approach the game. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought when we were watching it, yeah, like you said, it's just absolutely painful watch. It's one of those games where, I mean, first of all, we just weren't expecting it. I think we were all expecting us to play pretty well against a United team that's been very, very poor recently. You know, I think Enzo and Caicedo versus their midfield, we were looking as a great matchup. Obviously, we'd assume Reese was going to come back and Kukurea potentially. You know, we had a lot of players back and a lot of optimism for this game. Um, and yeah, quickly ended, to be honest. It was very obvious from the first five, ten minutes of the game that you know, we weren't at the races at all. And then it just got worse and worse. The passing in this game, I've never seen anything as bad as this in terms of the one thing we could hang our hat on this season really was our build-up play. 
That's something that's been consistent really throughout all the games where we've we've built up really well from the back moving forward, well structured, um, and good passing, good control. We just lost that completely in this game. We we had, our passing was absolutely dreadful from Sanchez yeah. to to players you could rely on like Silva at the back. Even had a horrible day with the ball at his feet. Um, and yeah, just just the game got away from us really really fast, and we couldn't find our way back into it. I mean, I'll be honest, it was an embarrassing performance. It was worse than Newcastle. I mean, against Newcastle, you can attribute it to some international break rust. They're a good team. Way worse than Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, There's a million I mean, miles we, we, away I mean, we conceded, we conceded uh, free, free non-pen XG to a team that's been scraping one nils all season against the likes of Luton and Burnley, and they scraped past the Sheffield United. Let's be honest, it could have been like 9-3. They, we could have been 4-0 down, and I'm not even exaggerating. It could have been... You remember Newcastle Spurs last season? where they were 5-0 down. It could have been like that. We were getting peppered. We almost forget that Sanchez saved the penalty as well. We, they were all over us like bad suit. Honestly, terrible performance. And I think it was a little bit... I don't know if it was... I mean, sometimes tiredness can look like sloppiness and attitude. There's been a lot... I mean, we'll talk about Poch in a minute, but we'll talk about it now. He said the players were tired, basically. And that, you know, I did worry about the, t- the, the turnaround a little bit. Uh, and playing against 10 men versus Brighton and took it out of them. Looks like all the fighting and all that silliness after the game versus Brighton took it out of them because they had nothing. They were dead on their feet. I'm not going to talk about Tyler. Mentally, just gone. Weren't up for the game. Didn't understand the importance of the game for the fans. Um, Tuchel used to say, maybe... maybe I, did, I think we lost to Arsenal a couple of seasons ago um, when I think Jorginho scored an own goal and he said, maybe I didn't drill into the importance, the importance of this game. Funny to tell Poch, yeah, 19 points from 15... It's hard to keep defending him. We need to start playing better in these games, yeah? Like, we, we, you know, everyone's saying we're playing, you know, well in big games. That's two big games. Wait, you know, your top six through top eight teams. Been awful. So we need big, we need big performances quickly because I'm not going to say, you know, anything about the manager or anything like that, but just a really bad look for the club at the moment. Awful. Yeah, and I think if you look at the goals that we're conceding, I mean... Uh, I mean, t- think about that Tottenham game. That could have gone really badly. If, yeah. if Son had scored, that was quite fortunate. That was he was like a fraction offside. The City, we've conceded four goals. Newcastle, we conceded four goals. Brighton, I mean, that was we did really well not to concede um, any goals. And well, we'll see conceded towards the end of that game. But and then United, I mean, we could have shipped another four or five. It's thirteen Two goals. In the last, thirteen goals in the last three games. Yeah, but we are scoring a lot more in those games as well. But um, I think there's there's something to be said about I think going to, going away to United, like you know, obviously they're going to be up for it. They've been battered and bruised in the media more than anything. I think they came out fighting, which is um, you know good for them in a way. But uh, we we've got to be different. We've got to be harder to beat than that. And, and you know, sometimes you've got to sit in a bit, be a bit more compact. And I think we struggled to navigate the game on the pitch and then I think also from the sidelines we weren't able to make any like real adjustments to like affect how the game was going we just it just kept kept getting worse and worse and it never got any better at any point really and I think that that is a big worry for me is it just it almost like you just like let it be poor for the whole game I mean, obviously, I think there was a struggle with with subs in this game. There's no one really that could come off the bench to influence it. I know um, 
Reese James was on the bench um, and Broya. But apart from that, there was absolutely nothing. But um, Buddy Ashila could have come on. I mean, he was, he's a good I'm game. not sure he's going to make much of a difference in terms of on, in an we attack. We can get another, you know, we can get yeah, a bit, I'm you know, 5 3 2 or whatever, 4 5 forward. Just be a bit more compact, you know. Just I'm, actually I'm not just sure go. they would have worked on any other formations apart from the 4 3 3 and 4 2 3 1. Yeah, that's ridiculous, though, isn't yeah, it? I, I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty normal. They're just, this is football, though, at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, you don't need to train people. You know, it's all about getting close to people, being in shape. You can do that on the pitch. You know, they probably. I'm wondered. not sure they could just change to a formation they'd never worked on. I'm not sure that would have gone well, down. We did that for Brighton just, in midweek because we would have we wouldn't have played with that shape of ten men against Brighton, and we managed to. They would have on worked there. on shapes of ten men, but the the midfield battle I thought was was really really poor. I mean, when when you're lined up against McTominay and a guy called uh, Am Amrabat in midfield. I mean, if if you're Enzo Fernandez and Caicedo, you're thinking, you know, this is ours for the taking today in terms of dominating possession and dominating midfield. And yeah, really, really underwhelming games for both those two players. And look, I'm going to cut Enzo a, a little bit of slack because he's been asked to, to play a lot of football. You know, he's played 90 minutes against United, 90 minutes against Brighton with 10 men, 90 minutes against Newcastle. He came back two days before that from playing in South America for Argentina, um, 90 minutes in both those games. So he's played a lot of football in two weeks' time, spanning across two different continents. And he's being asked to play midfield again, probably on Sunday for 90 minutes. Um, so I will cut him a little bit of slack in there. You know, he's not a robot. He's a human being. And at the end of that, the game, he looked leggy and we had no substitutes to come on in midfield for him. But Caicedo, he got a rest against Newcastle. He's got to be more influential in this game. He was so, so poor on the ball as well. And like you're saying, you're matched up against a, a really weak United midfield. Um, you've got to say as well, Brady, I know you were keen for... Um, Palmer as uh, as part of the midfield. I I wanted to see that as well. Got to say that that didn't work. That I mean, looked that was, really that was, really cool. That was that was that, I don't know in science scientific. You could do it. You get your lab coat on. Sometimes the lab blows up. It was a failed experiment. That you're not doing that again. Yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, really, I think you really struggled to. I mean, there was the there was a podcast that said the player that shined the most for us was a player that didn't play. And I'm going to talk about that player later. I think has been very underrated in our midfield. Probably know what I'm talking about, but without him, without Conor Gallagher running about, basically, water-carrying, which we tease him for. We look lost. We were, I mean, Amrabat, he might as well be called Acrobat. He was doing dances around our midfield. And yeah, I think I saw a, a tweet, actually, that said, you know, I, I, I do think we miss Gallagher in this game, but I think that's almost an indictment on the team in, in a way, because I don't think so. I, I think... I, 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 you don't want to build your, your team around Conor Gallagher. That's not but an elite team, yeah, is it? Is, he is... He well, is a clutch player. That, that's not what we want to be. I, I think if you're going to be a top team and compete with City and Arsenal and or, or whoever the top teams in Europe are, you're not going to build your team around Colin Gallagher. And that, that's just my opinion. Obviously, everyone, I think people will have different opinions on Gallagher, but I don't think he's a good enough player to be that important for us. So I'm going to spell Liam Tooney on the Straight Out of Comp podcast. I mean, he pointed out a quote that I literally listened to. I mean, if you listen, did you listen to the presser, Pochi's presser after the game? Yeah. He was very like, ah, that's all right. Very worrying for me. Bit potterish. He even gave, the boys gave everything line. It was a bit... I, I don't it, mind. I, I think that's, obviously, that was blown out of proportion because that was something, obviously, Potter well, like, he, said after basically every game. But I, I think the point, straight after he said that was we got out-competed today by 
by Manchester United. So it was just an acknowledgement more that the players didn't have it in their tank as opposed to, you know, weren't trying. And, and I think that's important well, to translate to the fans. And obviously, there's a lot of injuries and we'll talk about that later, maybe the macro stuff. But um, I don't think... I think there was a little bit of... We've had two big games recently where they've come off like a morale-boosting performance. I think they walked into the Newcastle game thinking it would be easier than it was. They got a slap in the face. And I think this game was similar. I think it doesn't help as well. I want to talk about Reese James a little bit, which we'll maybe talk about later, but it doesn't help when your captain's just not fit and you've got to reshuffle. And, you know, he comes on, he doesn't look fit. So that doesn't help either. And, you, you know, when a game where we needed energy... Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you just you know, players are not fit. Players are in, in the in the red zone. I think in the, in terms of that, you know, that Liverpool system of, of fitness and a lot of problems. With I mean, you know, it was the fear of nightmares out there, not the fear of dreams. It was awful. Uh, I mean, I wanted to. We deserved to lose. I was actually quite happy we lost this game. I'm not. I mean, because if we nicked a if we nicked a draw, it just papers over the cracks. We deserve to get beat. We, we did actually almost nick a draw unbelievably with the chances yeah, we had I mean, in the game. I, I never well, want to see it's, it's another it's another it's another pitfall of the game though, isn't it? Is the finishing from almost anyone who had a chance in the game. Mudrick was so poor in front of goal. Jackson with another absolute stinker um up front. Jackson had two incredible chances, one from Sterling and one from the cross at the back post with the header. Those were great chances in the game. That the header was an I mean, incredible chance. He didn't even get it on target. We can talk about the attack, let's be honest. The attack is what but it those, is. What, but, what, you know, sometimes when you're under it like that, goals can change the psychology yeah. of the game. Yeah, but, and but those that. goals are so important to get. Like, even when Palmer scored, there was a slight change just after he scored. I know he scored basically at half-time, and there's only like four minutes added on or something in the first half. But we had the ball yeah, for those we did, four. Yeah. And then we came out in the second half, and we had three shots in the first sort of seven or eight minutes of the game. And then it all went wrong again. And we didn't have a shot from the 52nd minute to the end of the match. That That's absolutely ludicrous, basically. But obviously, we start, sorry, we had shots from the 83rd I mean, minute onwards. That goes to the narrative that they maybe ran out of, run out of gas or ran out of legs. I mean, we could talk about that. I mean, but, when but players... those, those come back to those big chances and Jackson has those, that chance to score. And I know we're not playing well. You we see it with teams all the time when they come and they score a goal late on. Uh, they score a goal against a big team. Um, you know, and then they they suddenly got this massive enthusiasm and energy to like defend, and it's so hard to score against. That's what we needed, and you're. I think our attack didn't bail us out of a really bad defensive display. Whereas you... I think our defense have actually saved us in a lot of games from very poor attacks, and I think that was a real problem for us again. Yeah, yeah. Look, you're not going to play incredibly in every game in a 38 game season that's goes to you know it's been shown by every team even when we have won titles in the past with incredible sides we, we've had to grind out one nil wins in games we've been really really poor in today was you know sorry Wednesday was an example of a game where we were really really poor but we still could have nicked a point with some good finishing up top and yeah just really really disappointing and look I think we'll probably talk about Jackson in the freezer again but it at just I've 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 I said in the last pod I've almost given up with Jackson. I, I think I've got to the point now where I've I've had enough where I, I don't want to see him play start the next game because he started too many games in a row. I've just had enough. Yeah. Well, let's we let's win. yeah let's talk about the temps. Time to see whose form's on top, who's heating up, whose temperatures dropped, who's been playing well and who's not. It's freezing, warming up, boiling hot. Oh, 
Well, thankfully, I'm not first today. I mean, I think we should do a community freezer, shouldn't we? I mean, it's just... I mean, it is a community freezer. You could have 11, let's be honest. You Everyone's in the freezer, the whole I mean, entire... Yeah. Anyone I mean, who's connected with the club. Maybe we'll do a couple of rounds each. I don't know, you, just a little, uh, you know, a quick-fire freezer. I mean, they're all in there. But any special mentions? Well, I want to mention Jackson because I thought... Again, just two guilt-edged chances, offering nothing in open play, can't hold the ball up, can't win any headers when the ball's aerially put up there. He's, he, he jumps, he does one of the jumps, you know, that um, Pedro used to do when he used to mm. compete for headers, where he's a yard in front of where the ball's going to land. So he sort yeah. of jumps nowhere near the ball. I just, I don't understand how he can be so bad in the air, given his profile. His like physical profile, like they must have. Is, did he just skip the section? You know when they did it in training or whatever. You know the just it, he's the technique is dreadful. Even the ball comes across for that header at the far post. The one thing you absolutely have to do is get it on target. There's no way you can miss the the target from that header. It basically goes anywhere from a header from that distance, and it goes in if you don't put it right on the goalie. So I I just. I've had enough with him because he's too inexperienced to be playing up top for a team that's technically as good as us in so many other areas. And yeah, look, we didn't show it against United, but in other areas, we are good. We've got good build-up play. We've got great XG in matches for the most part. We're still third in the Premier League in terms of XG in in, in games this season. So I, I just, we need a better forward. And if Broya's not fit and Nkunku's still not fit, we, we, I think Palmer at false nine is the answer. And, and, you know, I think Mudrick and Sterling as a partnership is another question as to whether that actually is going to work with both their skill sets. But, you know, I, I think we've got to try something different because we cannot trot Nicholas Jackson out again against Everton. Yeah, I think Jackson's got to be benched. I think he's very, very poor. Um, he doesn't deserve it. We had, so, we had loads of players up front in that game and we just, I mean, we couldn't get the ball to them for the most part. But Jackson just seems to always be in everyone's way as well. It just reminds me of Havertz. And I don't know how we've gone from Havertz to Jackson. It's, it's literally unbelievably bad. Um, but Brozier looked lively when he came on. He he, he, he looks so much better than him. Um, at this point, with Nkunku coming back as well, like, just chuck Brozier in. If he gets injured at this point, it doesn't even matter. Look, we'll go back to Jackson if Nkunku's not fit. I just want to see him play because I've just had enough. I think I've been looking for his minutes to be chopped up for a while. Obviously, the season's been glossed over a little bit by that Spurs hat trick. And um, yeah, I mean, I said for that, I mean, he was compared to Didier Drogba, man. I mean, one of the best headers of the club's ever seen. I mean, he, you know, he, that Champions League final. To, 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 if Jackson tried that 2012 Champions League final go, I think it would, uh, I don't know what would happen. He just closed his eyes and hit him in the face. I think we lose 1 0. That was that. Um, it, you know, we wouldn't be winning the Champions League anyway. But uh, yeah, so compared to Drogba, is a bit ridiculous. Um, I think he's a winger or a wide forward with stuck up front. I've always said that. Uh, I know he's, you know, I think he's like maybe not a very good winger. He just, I don't think he's technically a very good footballer. He's very good. He'd be very good at a sport where you just run with the ball, run away from people. He's kind of... got one of the most annoying traits, actually, of any player we've ever had in our team where he'll do something really good. And then he'll just keep dribbling with the ball until he gets tackled. I've never heard yeah. so many people in the crowd shout, release it, pass it, release it, release it, yeah. release it. And he's every, still got the ball. He's still trying to casual, take people on. Every casual commentator, Ali McCoyst, Alan Shearer, people who probably don't watch Chelsea that much, go, he just holds on the ball too long. Like, he just takes too long. That's Sterling chance. People say it's a bad, cha- bad uh, cross from Sterling, uh, pass from Sterling. First time, nah. put it in. And another nah. thing, another thing annoying about this game, uh, I know. 
Anana, yeah, I know he's had some good stats in Premier League. We barely troubled him. It, it, you know, a Cole we couldn't get anything goal. on target. <laughs> Cole Palmer's goal was a quality finish, but you say Anana, I mean, I'm not sure many fun goalkeepers might say, but but either goalkeeper short on confidence. I mean, against Galatasaray, he was crying at uh, Harry Maguire's knees. Put some shots in, man. Like even a even an Enzo left footer, which he, you know, <laughs> Enzo, you know, from the edge of the box into the score, he even looked a bit dodgy getting out. Shoot. Like That's the other thing I wanted to talk about was they had Maguire and Lindelof at centre back. It's probably one yeah. of the worst centre back duos in the Premier League. And there's so many. This, if if Pog could be a free out pod, this place, there's so many bad things. But like, yeah, I mean, with Jackson, I've said it. I mean, I feel sorry for him. It's, yeah, he's in the freezer repeatedly. Sponsored by North Face, sponsored by whatever you know, uh, ski jacket you want to talk about. He's he's, he's travelling, and we need him Kunku back and. Yeah, he was a punt. You've got to think that they bought in. He was a business decision. I think they bought they bought in for the release fee. They bought in for potential. But at the moment, man, with fifteen for nineteen points and fifteen, I'm tired of potential a little bit. I'm tired of like it's going to come. It's going to come. It doesn't have to be this bad, man. Like, at the moment, we're on for fifty points, and we'll talk about that in the macro a bit later. Got to have better quality up front. Simple as that. Next freezer, Chris. Let's let's go for one. Chuck someone in the hat. We'll slag them off. <laughs> uh, in the freezer for me. I've got to put my man Thiago Silva in the freezer, to be honest with you. Um, I, if there's one player you should be able to rely on um, to keep their heads, keep their cool, it's him and he let us down big time. He let us down in the Newcastle game. Um, you can gloss over that as a bit of a one-off. Now it's to, to now do the... We didn't do exactly the same thing, but we expect so much better from him. Uh, he wasn't helped by everyone else. No one was. But, you know, he's got he's got a gather the troops and set the tone and I don't know could have done with some time waste like we've got to do something and it, you know you look to him to try and improve things and he was absolutely diabolical for his worst ever performance for us um, shocking there was, was a bit where he just like kicked it up in the air in the middle he got a karate kicked it it was like head tennis it was mental he just yeah just completely lost his head out of disaster Kukurea and Silva, he had the worst pass actually out of all three. Like he, he had the worst. Little, That's he wild. A, he has this little trait, Silva, where he'll like moan at the other centre backs, and sometimes he gets on them too much, and he'll get into a bit of negative state of mind. I think it's like, look, like, like I'm trying my best. He does this kind of like, why? Like, don't look at me. I'm trying my best. I'm Thiago Silva. He has, and sometimes he gets this little like negative, and sometimes he usually snaps out of it. But he didn't snap out of it in the game. He was kind of like sulking a bit and a bit like, oh, this, what's going on here? Like. I'm playing with like disaster. I mean, it, it must be, it must be frustrating though. Watching that, uh, I've got to say, in this game, we gave the ball away so, so many times in midfield. Yeah. It must be so frustrating as a centre back watching that. But yeah, um, as a freezer, it's not performance. Red. I've, I've just got to put Reese James in the freezer. Why can't the man stay fit? I don't understand what's going on. Like, you, you get a rest. We need you for this game, and he comes on. He looks half baked. He's not. He's not. He's not running about properly. He's not running a full percent. He's not running a hundred percent. And he he whips in some quality balls. And, and we need a. If you had an Ivan Tony or a, an Osterman at the end of him, we'd be getting goals. What's going that on? What he put in for Enzo, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he is, it, it's you know why he's in the freezer. It's so annoying because he has unbelievable ability. And when he's on the pitch, he transforms our team. But he's never on the pitch. They're handing. They probably make Bro a captain for the next game. Because he'll be injured again. Because they're just handing out, make Colwell captain, make Gallagher captain. What's going on? Like, I'm sorry. It's frustrating. 
And yeah, I, I mean the the captain thing obviously doesn't really bother me so much. I don't don't really think we've got uh, you no, know the, the, the leaders. I think, the, I think it means less. What I'm saying, Brady, is also. I'm not. I'm not going to be critical of a player for getting injured because I'm sure there's the the, the one person that doesn't want to get injured is Reece James himself. Uh, I'm sure he's annoyed that he, he he's. Uh, I think there must be something going on with I don't know his build or the way he's training. He's just getting injured over nothing. Yeah, like I'm sure they're, 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 I know that they're doing everything they can behind the scenes. Chelsea's yeah, medical sure department to make sure he's nutrition fit. or like the way you got you got to change his physique a little bit. That's fine. But it's just, I mean, like, Reese James had the second worst pass accuracy of anyone. Yeah, he, 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 he wasn't good when he came on. Yeah, he, no, he was. He, he was he didn't have the best game. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't. I mean, this is not just to get him on the injured. He doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he's got this. He didn't look good when he come on. And you know, I think obviously he's coming into a, a barn fire. And you know, he's coming into a game where it's like terrible. It's fine. But he come on at one-one. And he wasn't an improvement over Kukurea much, really. Kukurea wasn't great at all. But I, mean, I guess like defense, defensively and in possession, he he wasn't deep. But I, I think he created a lot more, obviously, going forward. Okay. Just, I mean, you know, at the moment, he just barely get, he doesn't get forward as much as he used to. So if we're playing this fixed fullback with Colwell, I mean, with Everton especially coming up, you know, we need him further up the pitch, creating, creating width. Especially if you're going to put Palmer back on the right wing, where he's going to cut in. Where's he was he was second for us in expected assists in the game. He's got a phenomenal cross on him. I'm not doubting his ability, but he's, we need him on the pitch and we need him mentally ready to go. And he, at the moment, as I can tell us it in a, a Newcastle, alive, it looked like he was almost jogging, like not 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 trying, but like holding himself back because he doesn't want to get. Injured. I, I do think he has been asked to do that. I don't think he, he's been asked to reduce his sprints in games while they're figuring out what's what's going on with his injury for sure. I, I get that, and it's just you know don't want to play a player in the freezer, but it's frustrating. Like we're all like right, James starting. You know, it does. It put the team. It puts the team on a back foot. I mean, it was a terrible performance. But you've got to put Kukurea right back, which I thought was a bit weird as well. But then, you know, maybe put Kukurea left back or whatever. But maybe Colwell centre back, whatever. But it's just like, you know, you're starting on the back foot when your player, when your captain's not fit. And I, I, I think he's completed two or three games out of fifteen this season in the league. That's not tenable. Like you can't can't have your captain fit for nine, ten games of a season when he's twenty three or twenty four. I don't know. We've got to sort it out. That's what I'm saying. I, I think they're trying their best with that. And yeah, like I said, I'm not going to be critical of the, of the player himself over that because um, I'm sure he's trying his best to get fit. Just a last last thought on this before we go on to the macro stuff is um, who had the most tackles in the match for Chelsea? Mm. Vassy. He actually the person. No, he actually had the most tackles out of anybody on the entire pitch. Probably, but we didn't have the ball a lot. You sound surprised. No. The answer is um, Moises Caicedo had six tackles. He seemed to have quite a poor game, Caicedo, but um, it's, it's on the ball. He was awful, though. He was on. He was awful on the ball, but yeah. um, he was competitive, Caicedo. I don't think I would say the same of Enzo. Um, I think. Yeah. I think just, let's talk about. Anyway, Enzo. I thought it was quite an interesting stat because yeah, like I, I think we should talk about Enzo as well. I just talk about Enzo. I'm not. As high an end as you two are, I think he's a very good player. I'm not sure he's a world class player. He, I, I'm, I'm figuring out what kind of player he is. If you know what I mean, he's not a he's, goal he's a player for he's a player for a team that isn't giving the ball away every five seconds. Obviously, well, yeah. he's guilty he's, of giving the ball away in this game a lot. He only had eight percent yeah. pass completion. Yeah, but you, uh, you know, when it, it's going to be if it works, it works, right? Because he's not big, tall, strong. Like you know, you can't just gas past everybody. Like you know, when you well, watch um, some of the other. I know he's tired, but he's giving me Jorginho vibes the way he's tracking back. I mean, at the moment, like he's unbelievable on the ball, but 
the thing is, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, we can't rest him. But I think as soon as Lavi is fit, he's got to hit the bench for a couple of games, or hopefully that winter break will sort him out because he looks dead in his feet. He looks dead in his yeah. feet. He looks mentally gassed. Um, obviously, he played two years straight. He had the World Cup. I mean, he was he, our best player against Brighton. To forget that, like his last game. I, I think for the last six weeks he's been on a downturn, and Brighton with a little upspike for him. I don't think he's been good for a while. I think he's had plenty. No, of I don't. I think. I think. Like, I mean, can't too much in the United I think he looks tired. I'm not. I'm not getting on the player, but he looks tired, and he looks like he needs a, a bit of a. Yeah, I think that we we are under it with injuries in that area, and I, look, I think there'll be some big improvements as well when we get Lut and Kunku. I think Chukwemenko is a big miss for us with driving the ball forward from midfield as well, um, and obviously Lavia's not there. Gallagher was suspended for his silly like, red card. You know, we can't seem to play double pivot. Every other team in the league can do it. Why do we? we have might, to have... Yeah, but you know, we can't just say one game and. The whole thing's gone out the window, so exactly. we've got we got to keep going with it. Like if this is where we're going to play, well, I, don't, then... I don't think. Well, if you go to Poch's, Poch said this after the game. We need to actually talk about some macro, the macro bit. One. Well, let's just let's talk about the macro stuff. Then go on. Poch said that you know we need to recover the players to be competitive in the presser afterwards. He's essentially saying that you know the players are in overload. That, you know the, the risk of injury, and you know he doesn't. He only seems to trust twelve or thirteen players. He hasn't rotated the team that much. I think we're seeing the differences of that. I mean, obviously, we've had injuries. I don't think I'm he's not... had a chance to rotate the players. I, I agree, but I, I think that I don't think we're gonna. I think we're... December's gonna be difficult. It's the worst. December's come at the worst time for us because our players look leggy and it's the start of the month. We've got a six-day break between I think it's Everton and Sheffield United. They're gonna have to use that a lot because we've only obviously got a four-day break before, uh, uh, before we're recording now on Friday night and obviously we've got Everton two days so they've got a four-day break between the games but if the team's tired as he's you know saying and mentally gone a bit we have to hope that maybe I'm not sure if Vigachukwu is fit or um, obviously Gallagher to come back and hopefully Gallagher come back in the team because energy-wise and look like energy you know bad performances you know lower energy and so the players are going to be looking around thinking you know Gonna, it's, it's easy in this situation to feel sorry for yourself, and I think that's going to be a problem. It can go either way, I think, this season. I think we're a bit of a crossroads that way. I think the crossroads was obviously the game yesterday. Um, and we... Oh, sorry, against United, and uh, it didn't go our way. I think the... I think there's there's still a lot... Look, there's still a lot to like about the team. There's still a lot to like about what we're, we're trying to do. Um, I don't, you never expect it to be that bad for 90 minutes. That that is inexcusable for me. Um, I mean, we we to to be reflective of that as well from a macro sense. I mean that that's the worst game I've watched a Chelsea team play in a long, long time. And maybe I just don't remember the United Lampard game from last season as well as, as this is obviously maybe some recency bias. But that was an absolutely dreadful watch, and it came out of nowhere as well in terms of performance level. We weren't expecting that. None of us were. But it's it's clear that. I mean, there was a piece by Simon Johnson, the Athletic. You know, have Chelsea progressed from that? Have we progressed that much um, at the moment? And even in points per game, I mean, we're at the moment. I keep talking about points per game. At the moment, we would be on for I don't know. We're getting one point two points per game, so we're looking at about forty five, forty six points. I mean, it's, it's relegation form. We are in relegation form. The, the way you look at it, that's got to improve. And there's a lot of talk about Nkunku coming back. And I want to talk about this. Like Nkunku comes to kind of solve our problems. It will help. But he, he isn't just going to come and play 90 minutes either. 
And, you know, Nkunku doesn't make Reese James fit. Nkunku doesn't mean that we can uh, defend from crosses, you know. Uh, we're going to need, I don't know. We, For me, from a competitive point of view, the season is, like, close to over for me. Uh, it's very, very, very unlikely we're going to get top six now. Uh, there's two, With Villa flying, Newcastle, uh, Tottenham, obviously Tottenham being regressing quite a bit, Brighton. Manchester United just seem to pick up victories. You know, they just don't seem to draw games. So they just pick up victories if they play well or not. And, it's you know, are these players going to be stay motivated? So it's it's a, it's a difficult to see. And Chris said the other day, is the season could get... How do you see the season going? Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, we I just think writing off top six after 15 games when we're eight points away from six places, just that, it's just not correct. Like the, 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 It feels really bad now. This is like the low moment of the season for sure. Obviously coming off the back of our worst performance against a, in a really important game against a team that was playing really poorly. But, you know, there's no way you can just be eight points off something after 15 games and say that it's completely finished. I'm expecting us to, to not play as badly as that going forward. Um, I just uh, don't I think see what the rest of the eight, season. I don't I see how we're going to make eight points out, to be honest. Sorry? Maybe, I don't see how we're going to make eight points. I mean, I mean, you have to say Champions League is a bit of a pipe dream now for me. I think Champions League probably is I think the way the fixtures look now, look, we're quite favourable fixture. I know we struggled against low blocks. This is what I mean. Generally. Yeah, I mean, but, we but they're much they're much more suited to our game because people won't press you high. And maybe that's what we need at the moment is a bit of people passing the ball around and pushing forward. And, uh, and, you know, if we can get a good... And we've got to keep going with this. And this is why we, we still have games because we'll get to a season where we will run out of games. But we don't have that yet. So we can still put a good run together. You know, we need three wins in a row here in this league at the moment. And you're right back in it. Exactly. That's all we need. And I think if it gets to February and we're in, suddenly we're in a much better position, those games against those big teams, they mean much more and you can put a lot more effort into them. Whereas, obviously, you're, you know, last season when you got to those games, they're basically, you could just tell the motivation wasn't there. So there was a bit of false results from like the back end and, of last season. And obviously, Brady, you're talking about our team, like Manchester United, okay, they've got Bournemouth on, on um, Saturday, but then they're going, they got Bayern Munich in a massive game, then they go to Anfield to play Liverpool, boys, and they're playing boys, West Ham away, then they're playing Villa. You know, okay. what, are they just going to get three points every game as well? Boys, like, the thing is, like, okay, when was the last time we won three games in a row? Like you can't yeah, we've got to start, we've got to start exactly, somewhere. Exactly, you've got to start somewhere. There's, just because we haven't done it this season, I, I think but, there was opportunities to do it this season. Only took it, if we do a bit of an FPL podcast, like, so, uh, the fix we took it reads Everton away, uh, Sheffield United home, Wolves away, Christmas Eve, uh, Palace at home just after Christmas, Luton, Luton away, Fulham at home, then we've got Liverpool away, it's a tough game, then Wolves at home, Palace away. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't have a better like FPL or you know, fix ticker. We've got it's a real opportunity to get lots of points. I just and feel like, remember we're gonna have Brozier playing instead of Jackson. So that's for me, that's a massive change already because now we can maybe hold the ball up in high areas and that that improves things considerably. So like I know it is bad and I would I'll be the first person to criticize the team after that game on Wednesday. But you, when you're looking forward, if we had, you know, 10 games left, yeah, you'd say it's an absolute write-off because you kind of know everyone's form, the fixtures left, you can kind of predict them. I don't think you can do that still. And we've got a January window and things can change quite quickly in that window for a lot and, of teams, especially us. And forget as well, we got in 10, 11 days, we got, we got the Carabao Cup quarterfinals against Newcastle. Oh, I would say that. Yeah, cup I'm run. So, I would say that <laughs> is probably our best, that's probably our best chance of Europe this year, to be honest. We've got the I, FA Cup and the Carabao Cup to win. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm it's just not saying, all doom and gloom, Brady. Yeah, it's not all doom and gloom. If we, if we lose to Everton and Man United win the next game, we're 11 points behind. Do you really think we can generate 12 points? I just don't with our with our form. I don't see where you're seeing the form. We're not. We're performing <laughs> at a low level. And yeah, we're performing at a low level, but we also have the capability to perform at a much higher level because that, uh, and we, that's uh, what the, uh, we, well, have, yeah, we, we, we definitely have, do. I can see that we do. We have yeah, the ability to perform do. at a high level, but yeah. we, do, we we cannot cross the finish line this team. Well, it's better right. than not. It's better than not being able. Man City, yeah, level, Man City, fantastic game, wonderful game, didn't win it. Arsenal, same. Liverpool, same. Like, I, yeah. I think when I was watching us play last season under Graham Potter, I, I was I was agreeing with you. I, I say I don't see a way this team does that you couldn't see a route to to us performing well consistently enough to get points and that obviously played out during the season um and he ended up getting fired i think when i'm watching us play this season i'm not thinking the same about i just think if you compare it to last season season was such a low base it was probably like the worst like in the worst season in our modern history obviously we're going to be a bit better than that but there's levels to the game like i just don't see when you've got Villa flying high, when you've got and Tottenham will cover, Tottenham will, Tottenham will start to win games. Newcastle, Brighton, I just don't see how we're, their teams in form and on the bounce. We just need to complete that. They might prove me wrong, but Tottenham I think has got one point out of fifteen. Yeah, but they got twenty six before that, Chris. Right, so well, you know, I definitely wouldn't want to be on Tottenham's run. We can't, right we can't, we can't fall back on the models forever that we're underperforming. Okay, right, we've, we've missed thirty-two big chances this season. And another thing I want to talk about actually, in macro stuff, it's opportunity conversion. So what that is is like when we're through on goal, it doesn't get recorded in the XG. It's just yeah. someone making a completely stupid decision. So one would be actually when we're through on goal against Tottenham, and then Raheem Sterling drew a foul and got um, Odogi sent off. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then, yeah. Mujuk the other night, basically a basic through ball, and they're not doing it. Mm. Just no attackers. Basically, with this team, when Sterling has a day off, which he did against, I think he's done his whole career against Man United, to be fair. Never really turned up against Man United, not sure why. A bit of a freak occurrence. But when Sterling has a day off, you're not looking like, like basically, let's, let's take Sterling out of the equation. You've got Mujuk, really inexperienced, raw. Uh, Jackson, we all know about him. Broyer. Okay, potential, 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 injured all the time. And Palmer, who's a young kid. Where's the... And so you are waiting for Nkunku. So, like, at the moment... But you also might get someone in January. Why do you think that can't That's a big if. To get Osman in January is tough, I think. No, I'm not saying get Osman. I'm saying you could sign a striker in January. What if they just swap Jackson for someone else? Then have to get Osman and maybe get another stock. That guy could be an improvement. It, I've got to say that that performance, like sometimes, like sometimes you've got to not mentally detached, but you've got to go, you know what? Until the team starts playing better, they've got to show me something. And this team have got to show you something now. They've got to show you some consistency. I don't care about playing really well against the city and getting a point. They need, they need just bread and butter. <laughs> I do care a bit about that. But yeah. I, I don't because it's not getting us anywhere in a table. Like, you know, you, you don't get, for me, all right, good performance, great performance, didn't win the game. We need bread and butter. Next five games, get 12 points. I don't care. It's at a point where we shouldn't care about how we play. We are the season is going so badly. It's just about numbers. It's about. I, I think those two things do correlate. Obviously, they haven't always the season. Correlate, but Poch has said himself. Okay, uh, playing poorly and getting um, and winning is a sign of you know bad things to come. I don't care about that at the moment personally. For, and I think a lot of Chelsea fans are similar. We just don't want to get like bantered in the WhatsApp groups. Just want a few wins. Just want to, we just want to go to Sheffield United at home, right? Took it off 3 0. You know, go to Luton away 3 0. 
not this jeopardy every game. Every game is a roller coaster. Every like game the is top a teams do, like Arsenal, just turn up at Luton away and win 3 0. Okay, Easy. but you can compare Arsenal, but Arsenal, right, that's one anomaly. Arsenal, otherwise, <laughs> they sweep teams away. They're 2 0. All right, they won 2 0 against Wolves, but they were 2 0 up in 20 minutes. You know, it's like you can't you can't compare us to Arsenal. It's uncomparable. Arsenal just sweep teams away. Like, I, I they, think they have a good. very, very good attacker in like on the pitch in Saka, right? We, 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 need our, we need our star guy. Back. I don't care about our, I, I don't see the point in comparing us to better teams. Yeah, we need look. Well, that's where we're trying they, to get to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Sheffield, they, United, Sheffield United have, at home. I just want bread and butter. I don't want like, oh, they well, know. Like, Man City turning up against Aston Villa. They gave two shots. Why? Because De Bruyne is not playing. Rodri's not playing. Grealish is not playing. And Doku's not playing. I'm saying, you look, you look at this fixture ticker, the other one I've read out. So Everton, Sheffield United, Wolves, Palace, Luton, Fulham. To be honest, anything else than 15 points is unacceptable at this point. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think I, I think you're viewing the league in a bit of an old fashioned what, way what, in that regard what, what, so Sheffield United we shouldn't win though no no we should, we should, obviously we should win against yeah, Sheffield United away, I, I do think the, the, the games are tougher than, than you think they are Palace, when you're saying Palace tick not. off 15 points for that I mean t- you can see with the results of other teams you know um Man City and Arsenal, you know, but they maybe, still have three or four draws, and and you know, uh, City have three losses as well. You know, yeah, the, Liverpool, you Liverpool won away the other day. They've lost, five, they haven't won in their last four away games. All right, I'm just like, take Everton out of it, right? Like, Everton away is going to be, and we're going to preview that on the podcast. No, we got, we got, we look, we're going to Everton with the mentality that we're going to absolutely I, I, come I, back I, against this performance. I mean, a bit of a spoiler for the pod, I haven't got high hopes about Everton, but if you take, <laughs> I actually out, don't have high hopes about Everton either <laughs> because let's take Everton out of it and you go Sheffield. The games before the games basically the rest of this year essentially. Um, oh, there's one in for, uh, next year. Sheffield United at home, Wolves away, Palace at home, Luton away, uh, Fulham. What would you predict? What would you expect? At least for me, as in what points? Points. I think We've ten. Be getting 12, ten. I, I think twelve. Yeah, ten or twelve. Yeah, I would expect. Yeah, that's what ten. I want. I don't care how the team plays anymore. Just for a little while. Just for a little while. I just need us. To get a few well, that's points. only that's only so that's what four more points than what we got in the last five games. We've got seven out of fifteen, right? And you want ten out of fifteen again? No, I, I, want, I don't want ten. I want twelve. I'll be right, honest. Yeah. I'll be honest. I want thirteen. I think you should. I think you can beat Sheffield United at home. I think you can get a point at Wolves. I think you can beat Palace at home. No, <laughs> I think you can beat Luton away, and I think you can beat Fulham at home. Like. I think okay. 10 is, I, I think I think we're Chelsea Football Club. I don't want to say that, yeah. But when we're like, oh, maybe we'll get ten points from those games. That's unacceptable standards, yeah. Like, come on, like we're thinking. I oh, I, I I absolutely agree with you. All right, the, the, the league's improved. That's there's three absolute crap teams. We never swear about crap teams in the in the Premier League. Let's be honest. I'm not not trying to be bad. They're they're all, they're, they're, they're and there's like more points deductions and stuff like that. They're going down. So there's loads. We, we wallop, we wallop Luton, and we wallop Burnley. Yeah, already. exactly. So, like, uh, what's so, the problem? What well, what I'm saying is, you, Craig's saying, you know, the, the standard's gone up, and it's old fashioned. No, it's not. I'm I'm up to date, mate. Like, we need, we need, <laughs> we need to play better. Okay, <laughs> we, need to, we need to play better. 
And oh, get yeah. caught. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 wrong, no one's disputing that, that we need to we need to. But we're just talking about we might get 10 points from the 15th. Well, no, I'm saying that's a realistic expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 10 to 12 points. I, I think, obviously, uh, we've had this conversation really before in uh, in the group where, you know, obviously Chelsea will be favourites in all those games. That doesn't mean that every game plays out where we just win and, the and game. And I don't want to be like the old-fashioned fan, oh, come on, we're Chelsea, like, you know, from like, for, I, know, I, know, I know the Chelsea of Ramovic for now is gone. I get all that. I get all that. It's fine. But what happens when Conor Gallagher gets sent off after 25 minutes? Even this, even this team, you would expect some points now. You know, we're, we're through the, the tough fixtures that were maybe bar ever. No excuses now. Just got to get points. That's, that's it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do think this, this team needs to start delivering results for sure. And, and you, you'll see the pressure, obviously, come on this Christmas period. There's games every three or four days. We've obviously got the Carling Cup Um or the League Cup quarterfinal as well. On top of that, so yeah, I mean the squad's going to be tested as well physically. So just one big, thing, just one thing, one, thing. one one thing that you want to see for the rest of the season improved. Just just go around. I want to see the number nine position addressed in some in some regard, so that we yeah. get either a different structure up there where we play Palmer or Nkunku Oni and play a deeper false position, and, and Sterling goes up. I find a better balance, basically, in attack where we, we perform um, better. Obviously, we're obviously expecting to perform better, but you know, structurally have, have yeah. a better system going at the at the top end of the pitch because I think the rest of it has sort of come together to a, to an extent. Go on, Chris. Um, I mean, look, we're, <laughs> well, yeah, like we're we're tenth in goal, you know, goals conceded and tenth in goals scored, so we're tenth. For me, you just got to improve in both those areas. But the key area that improvement for me is the goals. We have to start scoring more goals. You know, we get creating loads of. You know, if you look at all of the games we've had so far, we've obviously a lot of them have come in very short amount of actual games. Um. So we need to improve our goal scoring and that has to come from any of the top, you know, the front, you know, three players, four players and all the subs in those areas. They have to contribute more. We have to start putting pressure on those players to deliver more consistently. Because as I said about the United game, that that would have solved a lot of the problems on Wednesday night, scoring a few of the goals. It would have solved a lot of problems in a lot of the other games. And it's still a massive, massive problem in this team. It doesn't really matter how bad you defend. If you can't score, you're not going to win any game. Um, for me, it would be, I mean, this is something maybe that the club kind of was fed. It's just, you've got to, you know, Rome wasn't built of broken bricks. We've got to sort out the injuries. Like, you know, there's a lot of injuries in the, in the league at the moment. I think it's from the World Cup. But for us especially, just new injuries all the time. And there seems to be so many injuries in training. Uh, I'm not sure if they're training with steel cap boots or whatever, but anyway. But the, the one, the one I want to talk about is that opportunity conversion. Is because for me, because finishing maybe is a confidence thing. Like you know, with uh, you know, with uh, big chances missed and things like that. Sometimes that's a confidence thing. But in terms of like opportunity conversion, I think that can be trained. And like the thing I talked about earlier, that X opportunity, making good decision making in the final third, got to improve if we're going to improve. Lovely stuff. Well, look. We've, uh, I think we've we've talked enough about that rubbish that was going on on Wednesday night. <laughs> but there's look, there's always stuff to look forward to. Football can change quickly, so always hope for the best. But that is all we've got time for today. Um, we will be back um, with a preview pod for the Everton game. So watch out for that um, for the kickoff on Sunday at two. Uh, for more updates on all things ESCR, you can follow us on Twitter or X at Eat Sleep Chelsea and Instagram at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat. 
As always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening.